Today, Microsoft announced a new operation that is helping to curb cybercrime. What is Operation B-71, and what impact is it expected to have on financial fraud and the industry's war on cybercrime? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Greg Garcia, the former Assistant Secretary for Cybersecurity and Communications at the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, who shares some insights about B-71 and what it means for the future of cybersecurity. Greg, before we get started, could you just give our audience a little background about Operation B-71? What exactly is it? Well, B-71 is an operation that is a collaborative effort between Microsoft and the financial services sector uh, to go after cyber criminals who, um, over the past five years, have perpetrated almost $500 million worth of losses against banks, um, financial institutions, and their customers. Um, this is an operation uh, in which uh, almost 4 million computers have been hijacked into what's known as a botnet. A botnet is a network of robot computers, therefore a, a botnet. Um, and these computers are hijacked by bot herders, as in sheep herders. These are cyber criminals who um, uh, have infected computers remotely and uh, are able to instruct those computers to either do certain things or uh, to download keyloggers, um, software programs that monitor your keystrokes so they can capture your user IDs, your passwords, your social security numbers, your account numbers, and use those to steal money. So B71 is going after them, after those botnets, and severing the connections between the cyber criminals and the victims. That's what that B71 is about. Now, Greg, the announcement that came out from Microsoft over the weekend basically revolves around a civil suit that Microsoft filed in addition to being filed by some um, co-plaintiffs that, that joined Microsoft. What can you tell us about this civil suit? Yeah, this is a, a novel approach uh, to fighting cybercrime, and what it is using is the law called RICO, the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. Um, this is an act we typically associate with um, organized crime, and in fact, Microsoft and the plaintiffs um, are uh, alleging, and um, uh, the, the court has agreed, that these botnets should be considered organized crime. Uh, and therefore punishable under uh, RICO. And uh, the concept that they're using is uh, is called access device fraud. And, and what's an access device? An access device is a, pa a password uh, or a user ID or something that gives a user access to an account, to a computer. Um, and the uh, cyber criminals are using software code fraudulently to capture um, access into victims' accounts and computers. So they're using access device, device fraud uh, concept under RICO um, uh, to, uh, to go after those, the cyber criminals. And they're also using um, a law known as the Lanham Act, um, which is basically about trademark infringement because the way that the cyber criminals um, are able to capture your computer is they send you an email that looks like it's coming from your bank and it's got the bank logo on it and it says we need to update your account click on this link and they click on the link and it takes you to a website that looks like your bank's uh, website but it really isn't it's a spoofed website and that website is what captures your account information 
and it drops malware or Trojan horses into your computer so that now your computer becomes a robot that is controlled by the bot herder. So they are violating trademark law as well as um, organized crime law. And what type of precedent is all of this setting as far as the civil suit is concerned? Well, the precedent that it's setting is that cyber criminals now have to be aware that they are being watched uh, and that um, they are being chased. Um, many financial institutions have been watching over the years as cybercrime has, uh, has escalated. Um, but now we have a partner in Microsoft and um, ISPs um, that collectively we are partnering and sharing information about um, these um, cyber criminals and the techniques that we are using, and we're shutting them down. So the precedent is um, that uh, this is one step in an ongoing battle against cyber criminals, and we're going to keep them running. The cyber criminals that have been named in this particular civil suit, it's difficult to pinpoint or actually figure out who's behind some of these schemes. Well, we will be working with law enforcement um, to investigate who actually belongs to those hacker aliases that are named in the complaint. Um, as we know, attribution is sometimes difficult, but because we have seized much of the uh, equipment and, and other code that belongs to um, these uh, cyber criminals, law enforcement will be doing investigation um, to try to track down who those um, specific uh, criminals are. This particular case granted Microsoft the right to seize certain servers that were somehow linked to some of these suspicious sites. Um, what type of precedent does this set? Yes, well, this is now, I think, the fourth such um, effort that Microsoft has waged against cyber criminals, and uh, we are getting better and better at it. We, we look at those servers as uh, command and control. Um, is a military term. Um, those are the servers um, that um, are being used to command um, all those infected computers to do certain things and to control their actions. Um, this effort, now we um, have severed the command and we are disabling the control. And this is a technique um, that um, I believe Microsoft will be using in partnership with other industry sectors that are falling victim to the same types of cybercrime. From a cybersecurity perspective overall, what difference does this initiative or this operation make? It's, it's important to recognize that um, like all other crime, cybercrime is not going to go away. Um, but what we have now is a tool and a technique at our disposal that essentially will keep the cyber criminals second guessing. We're making it more risky and more expensive and more dangerous for cyber criminals to keep on doing what they're doing. They will change their techniques. Cybercrime continues to evolve, but we are sending notice now to cyber criminals um, that they cannot do this with impunity. We're not going to be able to shut it all down overnight. It's going to take time, but we're going to, we're going to um, keep uh, the hammer falling on them. Um, and, you know, in the fight against cybercrime, opportunities multiply as they are seized. So we're going to seize every opportunity to take them down. And Greg, before we close, I just wanted to ask if you could share with our audience next steps or what you see happening next. 
What happens next is we are, Microsoft is going to work uh, and law enforcement will work with internet service providers and carriers um, to notify the owners of those infected computers um, and so that those uh, computer owners uh, can erase the malware from their computers and regain control over their own systems. We're going to investigate the seized equipment and servers uh, and domains uh, to go after the criminals in person. Um, financial institutions are going to continue to invest in innovative security measures to fight um, these evolving threats. Uh, and, and we have to continue to educate the public um, about ways to protect themselves um, uh, to uh, keep malware and other forms of, of cybercrime out of their computers. And so users can go to Microsoft.com uh, forward slash protect to get more information. If, if they fear that their computers may be infected, they can go to support.microsoft.com um, slash botnets uh, and uh, find tools um, to, uh, to scan their computers um, and delete malicious files. Greg, I want to thank you again for your time today. It was my pleasure, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Greg Garcia, an independent security consultant formerly of the Department of Homeland Security. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.